recording. All right, we are having a special episode of uh, Energizing Bitcoin, and we have a very special guest today and a special co-host today. Thank you. Lisa Huff. She was on a couple weeks ago, and it's been probably the most viewed episode already, and she really uh, killed it. It was great. It was wonderful. So, good job. We're going to have to cut that out. Yeah, we're going to have to start again. Yeah. And that was actually probably the best intro I've had, so I I can't, we don't want to cut it. We're just going to. We're going to leave that. We're going to leave it in. Yeah. All right. You 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 played it well. So, but yes, Lisa Huff, thank you for co-hosting. Yeah, today. no, thank you. It's it's an honor and a, it, it is just a true honor to meet you. Oh, thank I you. the achievements that um that you have brought to El Salvador and um and to our community are are huge. I'm a, I'm a fan. Justin's been talking about you um in his initial trip down there a year ago. A year or? ago. A over, year ago? Over a year ago now. Oh that was my when I first met you. Yeah. Right. And, then I went back in May and uh, took Gideon. That's when we met with you again with Cell. And uh, yeah, I, I, I echo Lisa's uh, comments there is that you've been instrumental in in kind of leading the charge of uh, spreading the, the gospel of Satoshi, yes. as Jake always puts it. So um, it's been a big, important thing for the entire industry. And I think that we all owe a great deal of support to El Salvador, President Bukele, and yourself uh, for really taking on the challenge of leading the world in Bitcoin adoption. And we didn't even properly introduce you. It's Melania Mayorga. She's Milena, the ambassador. Milena. Mil- Milena Mayorga. I always call you ambassador, so I, I don't ever, ever say your first name, but uh, Ambassador Mayorga from El Salvador. She's the ambassador to the United States from El Salvador. Um, Wonderful woman. Could not be more excited to have you on here. Thank you, So Justin. highest profile guest thus far. Uh-huh. Very appreciative. Thank you. No, very happy to be here in Houston. And as you comment, uh, we're backing up uh, President Nayib Bukele's decision. And I had to learn fast about the Bitcoin and all the Bitcoin industry. Meet a lot of people. Uh, travel around the United States and, you know, even I, I went, I, I, got, I had the opportunity to go to Lugano, Switzerland, when we opened our first Bitcoin embassy. And, you know, to be on stages where they want to listen about the Salvadorian experience adopting Bitcoin, because we're the first country that decided uh, that Bitcoin uh, will be legal tender. And, well, it was one year and a half from that announcement and that decision. And, you know, all the media outlet and uh, international, the international bank system, uh, countries were uh, scared about our move. Uh, They were wanting us to reverse the law. And it was like this whole propaganda and scaring the people that were going to default because of $60 million uh, that probably we could lose with the, you know, right. the, 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 all the industry crash. And, and the thing is that it was uh, really funny to, <laughs> you know, if you pay attention how a country can default because of $60 million. even we don't uh, sell our Bitcoin, uh, we're going to reserve it. And I think that's the main goal of President Nayib Bukele to uh, take the, the El Salvador to a different level in this new economic system. I think that is a really good point that I actually haven't heard anybody talk about. Is you mentioned earlier in our talk at uh, in Power that remittances make up what's the number eight billion dollars? Almost eight billion. Almost yes. eight billion. Yes. And the sixty million dollar. Um, Bitcoin crash or loss yeah, is yeah. the way the IMF tries to put it, even though it's not a loss, you still own that amount. And of Bitcoin. we 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 paid our debt. Yes, you met yeah. those de- those debt obligations, and that and I saw even after that happened, it was like, well, yes, they met their debt obligations, but we still need to watch them <laughs> as if that that it's like, can you not just admit that this the the fud the the fear uncertainty and doubt that they're trying to perpetrate and as you put propaganda, I, I believe that's what it was, um, 
they they attempt to make that whole loss of sixty million dollars be an indication that you guys are going to go under or not fail to meet these obligations when you are getting almost eight billion dollars a year in remittances. So um, I don't know. I think it's a really prime example of you know the narrative that unfortunately the media and the these international organ organizations like the IMF and all those type of groups um, are really kind of using illicitly not properly because it's not accurate and it's it is propaganda in my opinion it it is and i'm so delighted that they tell the world to keep their eyes on el salvador right like let's keep our eyes on el salvador because the vision of el salvador adopting bitcoin goes so far beyond um the surface layer i think of why you know people talk about uh it's the the advantages to your country right like okay it's uh, easier form of payment, store value. Um, it solves some remittance issues. But um, where I am really thinking these days is on a national security front. And it, this fortifies your country. It fortifies your borders when you have um, a, a reserve asset such as Bitcoin. So I, I hope the whole world continues and to I watch you I also want closely. to mention that El Salvador also ha- uh, has dollars as big old tender. Mm-hmm. We are dollarized. Uh, uh, we don't have colones anymore. So, you know, it's we have to lead with these two economic system and try to fit in, in, in the traditional uh, banking system. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, do these uh, very robust steps to have something different because El Salvador is a tiny... A country, we're the smallest country in the Americas, and uh, but right now we're leading in different areas. And I think what is very important is all, you know, the rebranding of El Salvador. Because after only googling El Salvador, you could see in the past a lot of bad, bad yeah. news. Uh, crimes, homicides, we were the most dangerous country in the world, and right now we're the safetyest in the Americas. And that took President Bukele a very short period to, to, to make these, all these changes. And I was telling you backstage that, you know, two of the main uh, pro- uh, problems of Latin America, one of them is corruption, and the second one is crime. But crime is very difficult to defeat it because of the corruption. So President Bukele defeated both. And that's why he can take right now these uh, robust moves. Uh, So El Salvador right now is recognized as a country that, for example, uh, has illegal tender, Bitcoin has illegal tender. And we were in all the financial news, you know, and I think in the political world, not because of gangs, not because of crime or corruption, because of Bitcoin. So this is good for us because now we have also increased our tourism uh, of Bitcoiners that they want to come uh, to El Sonte, which was um, in an early stage, very organic uh, adoption of Bitcoin. And, you know, they were used to receive Bitcoin before the announcement of President Bukele. So right now, uh, it's, it's a decision. You, wanna, you can decide if you use or not, or not use Bitcoin, receive it or not. But the big companies, uh, for example, and U.S. companies, for, uh, Walmart would give you one name, or McDonald's, Starbucks, all of them, they have to have a wallet to receive Bitcoin because, you know, big companies can, can, can afford it. But, but entrepreneurs are very wise and smart because they're putting a Bitcoin signs in their establishments and, you know, that they receive also Bitcoin. So it's open, you know. Uh, I think that's the beauty because it's liberty. Right. Yeah. It's not something that you're obligated to use. It's, you're free to decide. You handled that ex- excellently too. This racket out here. I apologize. Good grief. Um, but I want to. It's applause. Yes, yes, it's applause. applause. That's applause. You're right. Good job. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I, I agree. And I think one thing also I haven't heard talked about enough. You mentioned McDonald's and like Walmart and all these kind of these bigger companies that um, I guess. Pizza I Hut. Yeah, yeah, right. Pizza Hut. 
these groups are going to see a drop in transaction fees from like Visa and and debit card payments or credit card payments when they're you they're accepting Bitcoin. They're going to realize that, and it, I think that that is like one of the underrated areas that that's going to further adoption everywhere around the world because these companies are going to recognize and as Alberta Commission is really high right right to use a credit card yeah. uh, it's oh, very example, very high how, how high is it in El Salvador here it's two percent yeah. and El Salvador is like five percent wow right yes. meaningful number think about that yeah because right. then if I'm McDonald's and I see wait I don't have to pay like this isn't coming out of my cut um when I when somebody's using Bitcoin as opposed to using a credit card or a debit card that's going to tell me like, well, shoot, I'm making two, even if it's in the U.S., an additional 2% on each transaction that bi people use Bitcoin as opposed to, right, to right. Um, Visa. That's something I'm going to look at as one of those companies and say, we need to start accepting that in other places. Even though it's going to be a small portion right now, in El Salvador, it's a great test case for like a bigger segment of the population utilizing Bitcoin for everyday purchases. And that money staying either in the business's hands or in the consumer that is buying it. And it's so beautiful to see all the, the videos on on Twitter, for example, or Instagram, mm -hmm. that the, you know, somebody comes and they're paying their uh, tourist card with Bitcoin in the airport, yeah. then the taxi, <laughs> or, you know, they can buy uh, some pupusas, coffee, Sodas, they go to the supermarket. <laughs> it's a whole it's, experience. It's, it is. It's, it's, awesome. a, it's a whole marketing campaign yes. for El Salvador oh, by everybody that goes to visit Imagine. El Salvador. And you were saying that, um, that you know, you Google El Salvador, you used to Google El Salvador and it you, crime would pop up. And I'm thinking to myself, you know who really needs to adopt Bitcoin is New York City or <laughs> Chicago or LA. Right. But they were supposed, the mayor of New York City, that... It, yeah, he did. It's supposed that he some of his payment or yes, salary, right? Something like right. that. He right, but but think about those cities from a mm -hmm. safety perspective, right? The narrative is that it's unsafe, but I mean, my theory is that here in Texas, uh, where we have abundant energy and abundant Bitcoin miners, that hopefully we can get rid of our property taxes, right? Because there's so much tax revenue coming from businesses here that maybe one day we reduce or we get rid of our property taxes and it incentivizes folks to what, what, come and live here. One of the advantages of Bitcoin City, it would be that, you know, a lot of incentives uh, is going to be created for, for the Bitcoin industry. For people so to use Bitcoin? To there. come, to put, yeah. you know, your uh, enterprise over there. And, you mm. know, I think this is something very attractive right. too. That That's... Yeah, I agree too because I think there we haven't really even seen the ancillary benefits in El Salvador yet because we're so you know still got to build it's it up. It takes step time. By yeah, step. it takes time. Imagine one year and a half since right. the Bitcoin loss. Right. It's like, it's but really when we start seeing those, you're going to see a lot of new jobs and a lot of new industries pop up because of this. And so you're going to have like miners will get down there. Well, then that's going to lead to construction jobs and electrical jobs and. Uh, I think already, I know, uh, you know, we're talking about bring, paying for five students from El Salvador to come up uh, to the U.S. to do some studies and work in Bitcoin, things like that. And then they can take it back to El Salvador. So like, there's, there's things like that that I think are going to continue to grow. And you're going to start reaping all these ancillary benefits. And I also think there's going to be people, we talked about this on the, the, the talk today as well, but you're going to start seeing a lot of people want to come in there for like financial opportunities and financial like services and make it almost like a Singapore of the central of Central America. Like I really President Nayib Bukele is always tweeting Singapore. Yeah, okay. Well so see it's like it's a model, you know, that a country deserves to have a another opportunity. And in a traditional way, it's really complicated. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about some of the what should Salvador in DC, it's like, oh, Bitcoin experiment and really bothers, like experiment, like a lab, you know. Right. So that's why when I'm on stage in, in this conference, I'm like, you, you really need to look at Salvador and see how you can be part of this because we are the only country in the world that Bitcoin is a little tender. Mm. You can trade, you, you know, you can do everything. Like the dream, you know, of these past years. So... 
El Salvador has to succeed. Yeah. Because if El Salvador doesn't succeed, ima imagine how long it's going to take for Bitcoin. Right. Someone else to do it. it, it yeah. I no, agree. El Salvador That's is because, you know, very young president, uh, intelligent, right. brave, mm -hmm. because you have to have the courage. It is very brave. Very Super brave. brave. You have to have the courage to say to the system, no, I'm not going to reverse the law. It, it, with all the pressure, yeah, all the, the media against you, out. all the entire world, wow. all the international community. It's no different than the whole world being against us, though. Uh, right? Oh, yeah. I feel like I leave the Bitcoin sphere and I go out into the regular world. And my, I, I was on your podcast mm -hmm. and my brother called my parents and said, oh, my gosh, uh, she was on this podcast. You should listen. And my parents said, oh, we've heard too many bad things about Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? Like oh, it's it's like our entire ecosystem thinks that. I mean, that our ecosystem we're safe, but on the outside we're not safe, right? Everybody thinks we're crazy. But I would love to know how you feel personally when you go to sleep at night or you wake up in the morning and you're like, "Gosh, am I really doing this?" Right? Because we're going to wake up in five years or ten years or look back in twenty years. Well, I think. There is a project for El Salvador, and uh, right now, uh, President Bukele announced that he's going to relax. So, you know, mm. this is going to continue, but we need a, a new generation. I'm part of that new generation of politicians in El Salvador. And, uh, you know, I had to help my country in this decision and President Bukele and understand why. And, you know, because people don't understand Bitcoin. They yeah. really don't know about Bitcoin. So it, it, it is a need of education and for our citizens too. Because we launched the Chivo wallet mm -hmm. uh, with the law, and it was the first wallet in El Salvador. The, the traditional banking didn't have any wallets. So, you know, Apple Pay, no, that doesn't exist in El Salvador. After Bitcoin and Chivo Wallet, uh, the, ba the, the banking, uh, they started to launch their own wallets. But it's a process because right. in my country, there's a lot of uh, people that they don't have bank accounts. So with the Chivo app, uh, 4 million people downloaded the app out of six that we live in El Salvador and three abroad. So imagine. That's a pretty good. Very big fast. Rate. In, right. the, in the... In the uh, I think three or four months. It was a crazy, you know, um, with the app, everybody was downloading the app. Uh, of course, President Bukele uh, gave an incentive, but we were free to use it, to cash it, you know, to take it out of the right. ATMs. But, you know, it was an incentive. So four million Salvadorians, they have the app. They have the wallet. Right now, in, uh, we're using the wallet for transactions, like, you know, probably um, a woman that sells the cosmetics, you know, and then that is very easy for Salvadorians to trans uh, do like a payment because I can send it to you the money so you don't have to pay the boss to go to the office of the, your customer to receive, uh, you know, the, the, the money of the product that you sell, etc. So through the Chivo, like the informal uh, people are using it a lot. Uh, second, um, we have the, the, the possibility to send remittances to El Salvador. So uh, it gets a little bit of um, get to know the app and how it works because some of our offices in the United States, uh, they have the ATM. So you can put all the money over there and zero Cost, you can send it to El Salvador, to the, uh, another uh, wallet, or to a bank. That's huge. That's huge. To it's a bank. huge. Yeah. Zero bye -bye. cost. You yeah. know how much uh, people are paying in intermediaries? Like 35%? For, 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 for example, if you want to send uh, from $1 to $800, it's like uh, some in some cases you pay eight dollars, ten dollars mm. for a transaction. That, so it, it, that's money that stays. Even if you have a, a a fee, you know, probably if you use your um, credit card or if you have a, your debit card, you know, there's going to be probably a transaction because here in the United States they're going to charge you. 
pero it, it's going to be less than mm -hmm. $8. So imagine multiplied $8 for each remittance that is sent to El Salvador, and we received uh, last year seven seven point seven uh, billion. So right. it's almost eight. Uh, so it's a lot of money. So this also industry is losing. Not only well, yeah. that, the POS mm -hmm. for the for credit cards, but the intermediaries for remittances. Right. It's it, this is a new alternative. So that's money that's coming out of people's pocket. So you're hurting the individuals and you're hurting the economy down there because that intermediary is typically probably going to be in the United States or somewhere outside of El Salvador, and they're keeping that and that money that then gets to that end. So user. there is a percentage of people that are sending remittances through the Chivo wallet. Uh, I think around 40 million, mm -hmm. you know, out of eight, it's really like a lot of money. 3% or yeah. something like that. But when you say 40 million, right. it's That's $40 million. Dollars. Yeah. And the mm -hmm. average of a remittance is around $100 to $300. So a lot of people mm -hmm. are smart using our Chivo wallet. And you know that eight dollars are in their pocket, no, in somebody right. else's pocket. Right. So this is going to take more time, but you know we have a new generation that are more friendly with 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 all the technology, and they are the ones that are showing, mm -hmm. even myself, <laughs> uh, to send money through the wallet to El Salvador because I have to pay something over there. Right? I want to send something to my mom or whatever. They're showing me. So, you know, it's <laughs> going to take time because uh, here in the United States, we have a lot of Salvadorians that they don't have a, a banking account. They have their money in the house, in probably under the sofa or under the mattress. And that's really sad because so, they're here in the United States. And, you know, there's no financial inclusion there. There's right. a lot of people that are out of the system. So that Chivo wallet, can I use that here in the U.S. or is that solely? Only for Salvadorians. So if I'm a Salvadorian in the U.S., I can use it? Yes. Because you yeah. have your national ID. Anybody who's a national. Yeah. Anybody who's Only a for citizen. nationals. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You, have a, uh, you, you have to type your national ID to get an account. I tried to get one when I was down there. Yeah. Well, you want to yeah. be a, I, I know. You, I want to be one. You want to go down. Like, first step, residence. All right. All right. I got to get step residence. All right. To get the, 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 the national ID only. only. For Salvadorians. I so, did buy with Strike, though, when I was down there. You did? So I, I, I could use Strike. And I'm... Not joking. It's the coolest freaking thing when you can go basically anywhere and pay with Bitcoin. Because it, it's it's like, I don't like getting rid of my Bitcoin necessarily, but I also am one of the believers that like, we have to spend it. You have to spend it. For and it when you have somebody like him, you know, gringo coming to El Salvador, <laughs> uh, that he doesn't speak a word of Spanish. Oh, uh, we're not a word. to pay. See? And so, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big challenge for them. <laughs> well, I just want you to know, he came back from the first trip when he met you. And we saw one another at the Houston Bitcoin meetup. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's a great trip. Let me show you all these videos. So he's showing me the videos and pictures of his family and then next thing he's showing me he's like can i show you the house that i'm looking at <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did i did i might not speak any, i'm gonna learn yeah i'm gonna learn so it's yes, so it's so beautiful it's a tropical weather really yeah. green a lot of volcanoes it's, it's so because it's a small country you can go to the mountain and you can be in the, in can, the beach can anyone move to el salvador of course you so know, i can move to el salvador right now uh, president bukele extended the period for a visa card six months so you can be like a tourist around El Salvador for six months which before was less time and then we're working in in all the process for the residency and then citizenship uh, because it's part of this you know El Salvador El Salvador is is right now uh, part of the, this liberty, economic liberty. So, you know, it's a place that you can go and, of course, uh, have a dream house right. or a dream life, you know. And we have the, the, the things to do it. But w as I said, you need to invest in El Salvador because, mm -hmm. you know, there has to be a flow of, 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 of companies coming and projects. We are good for uh, services. So, you know, to have a cluster over there, to have a, 
uh, a company that gives you the ser services from El Salvador to your company here, there's a lot of ways you can invest in El Salvador. Um, because, you know, um, if, if we don't succeed, I'm sorry, yeah. but it's going to take longer. Yeah. It'll put everything backwards yes. if they don't succeed. And right now, it's, it's, it's been good for El Salvador. Yeah, I think it's, it's been, been incredible for you guys. It, I, I touched on this also when we talked earlier, but it, I want to expand on it some because I, I'm a Gerson Martinez is a really good friend of mine, a lovely guy. Um, I don't know if you've met him, Lisa. Have you mm -hmm. met him? He's awesome. He's like literally one of the nicest people I think you'll ever meet. He's an El Salvadoran. Uh, his parents left during the Civil War, um, and when they got to the States, he was born here, um, but his parents had to send him back to El Salvador because they were going like, to lose their job. His mom was uh, working for – she was, like, working for another family of some sort. But um, so he ended up spending a little bit of time there, ended up coming back, but they, like, didn't see him for, like, three years. And mm. he talked about – at the dinner we had in Miami last year, um, he, he was there, and he talked about how – you know, he frankly felt embarrassed at times when he would be with friends. And, you know, if he's from El Salvador, just it was embarrassing for him because of what they were kind of known for. Related to right. gangs. Right. Oh, gangs man. and all that. Yeah. And so um, he's talked about and he does a much more eloquent job of talking about it than I do. But uh, he's talked about how the move to make Bitcoin legal tender literally has changed so much for him from a from a pride standpoint and being like i want to tell people where i'm from and and my heritage and, and my and nationality you know uh if you're if you born you're born abroad it's like here you can have the the u.s citizen you know because mm -hmm. of your parents so it's the same in El salvador but it's it's a step you have to do you know it's a paperwork you have to do so he didn't have the Salvadorian citizenship. He didn't. So he did all the paperwork, and mm -hmm. now he has his passport, his national ID, because he wants to be Salvadorian too. Mm -hmm. Before, it, it was really sad, you know, and a lot of, of our um, people uh, tell me here that they were really sad when they were like, oh, gang, MS-13. Well, we're good people. Right. Absolutely. And may I ask you just to expand on your thought there? Um, one of the things that we hear so much about in Texas is our immigration problem, right? Like it's like in your face all the time. Oh, we have this immigration problem. And my theory would be that through Bitcoin, as other countries adopt it, why would you come here? If I can live in El Salvador where the weather is beautiful and um, you, you would know, freaking all, love it. Oh, I would love it. <laughs> I, I mean, so I love awesome. warm weather. So uh, let me explain you. Uh, yes, please. Uh, after taking care of the security in El Salvador, people are staying. Mm -hmm. uh, we are watching all the flows coming to the southern border. And, you know, CVP each month, they um, have this charge. And you can see uh, the amount of people. And El Salvador right now only represents the 2%. So it decreased a lot. Mm -hmm. We're like the number two or three sending people. And right now, oh, my God, the chart is uh, well, decreasing. Right. So if I live somewhere other than the U.S. and I've been thinking, you know, my whole life, oh, I'm going to I'm going to immigrate or I'm going to sneak across and get into the U.S. I mean, really, if like. Why would we do that if we could have a country like El Salvador who was really a people don't want to leave? No, why would you leave yes, your family? It's not easy. Like, no, yeah. it's come and not eat no, it's a and not, right. you know speak Spanish right, and you right. don't have to, to even might, the weather is different. I might go illegally immigrate to El Salvador. <laughs> I don't speak the language you there. You don't have to. They're working they, on a program. They, <laughs> yeah. they do it because it wasn't another alternative. I know. It was because of safetyness. Right. And right now, they they feel free. They feel in peace. They feel good. But we need jobs. So that's the next step. Right. And that's why but it's that's very come. important to come all around the United States uh, looking for the opportunities I just before coming to Houston, I was in Atlanta, you know, with a different chamber of commerce with Texas. We're going to also 
sign an MOC, which is good. So we can trade, you know, we can have a exchange of experience in energy and much more topics. So um, we are looking at these bilateral uh, relations with states like Texas, which is one of the powerful economies in the world. And because also for Texas to show, okay, El Salvador it was you know, really bad sending people right, right now is changing because, you know, of, of the security. So it's good if we trade so they have jobs and they will stay. That's smart. It's a good, it's a good model. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned earlier that um, you need jobs to come to El Salvador and that companies here could use the services in El Salvador. If I'm a business owner in Texas or in the United States, how do I find you? How do I find these opportunities? How do I connect with you? Okay, so... Of course, we have the embassy in DC, but we have uh, offices, uh, uh, consul offices, consulates around the United States. Uh, also in Best El Salvador, Proesa is another way to finding more about El Salvador. And the thing is that we have um, the free trade agreement, the CAFTA DR, that are the rules, you know, to to. Have, govern uh, the business yes, relationships. So yes. that, that that's a that's very good because that gives you security. Right. It, it protects your investment. It doesn't right. matter uh, who is in in in, in the administration. That's that's a protection mm -hmm. for right. companies and big companies in Salvador. We have a lot of U.S. companies over there. Yeah, that is a really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can go. You can you can go to an international arbitrator, international court, in the event that something happens to your investment. It, down there because of the free trade agreement. Right. So mm -hmm. that's a lot of things that people get concerned about, like, oh, I'm investing internationally. And honestly, El Salvador, despite the historical viewpoint of it, I would argue is a very safe place to invest right now, especially in a Bitcoin-related industry. I've said this on my show before. I'm sure you listen to every single episode that we've I'm had. I'm sure but, she has. Uh, so, but I would invest, if you had asked me today right now, like, where am I going to put my money with a Bitcoin related industry, New York state, Pennsylvania, uh, a lot of different states throughout the country or El Salvador, I'd go El Salvador because it is safer. It's a Bitcoin friendly country mm -hmm. that has made it a focal point for its identity going forward. Like I do believe El Salvador will end up becoming the Singapore of the Western hemisphere mm -hmm. with you know, a financial hub for the world when it comes to Bitcoin and Bitcoin. Imagine if we didn't do this decision. I was, I, you yeah, know. Could you imagine talking about El Salvador no, that way? If, yeah. Not in this yeah. program. No, no way. No, not did, at all. Did, did President Bukele run on the platform of Bitcoin being? I don't know enough about when he ran no. the first time. Two things he didn't mention. He didn't mention about the security plan. Mm -hmm. and he didn't mention about the Bitcoin law. So uh, the when he announced the security plan, the territorial control plan, everybody was amazed about all the changes and the moves he made inside jails. Jails used to be a social club, <laughs> a social club, and for the very dangerous people. They used to have pizza. They used to have um, television in, 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 in on jail. They used to have Women PlayStation, prostitutes. Yeah. They were having so much fun. It was like Pablo Escobar's self-made prison he had in it was, Columbia. Oh, my gosh. It was a social club. And so he started, like, you know, um, doing uh, a lot of order inside jails and to mix because there are different gangs to mix them all up. And they were, they, you know, the international community was uh, worried about uh, probably fighting the fights inside jail. Nothing happened. And so law and order was implemented in El Salvador. And now we can see after one year with the state of exemption, uh, but from before, because President Bukele is almost gonna be four years mm -hmm. in the administration, all the changes. So it was a need for us because with security, you can have tourism, you can have, uh, uh, you know, trade. It's, it's what you need for a country. Uh, and so it was this that he didn't mention mm -hmm. in, during campaign. 
and also Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Bitcoin was another thing when he announced it, everybody was like, what? what? Yes. <laughs> when did he first buy Bitcoin? Do you know? Personally, when did he first no, buy No, I really don't mm -hmm. know. But I, I'm sure he was he, already... In he the, might be Satoshi, I don't know. He could <laughs> be Satoshi. <laughs> he was already, you know, a Bitcoiner. You'd have to be. Yes. Right. I yeah. mean, this doesn't oh, just... Oh, no, this is not something but, that you, you know, wake up What also was important that when he won... I, I used to be in the Congress at that time. I was in the other political party. I was uh, from the right and he was from the left. So we were trying to change things that it was, you know, it was impossible to change. They were so corrupt. They were doing deals under the table. It, it wasn't any an ideology. It's just so fake. So I was over there in the Congress and I suffered a lot of violence, political violence, because I was pointing out all these bad deals. And when he won, he didn't have, you know, uh, seats in the Congress, just like 20, because he couldn't run on his own party that, you know, he, it's a new party. They kicked him out, didn't they? It was uh, the from, initial party. From the left And he started party. the new party. He started the new party Nuevo. that he couldn't end all the paperwork. So he mm -hmm. had a taxi, uh, uh, you know, like mm -hmm. another party to run. He won. But that party was so small that he only, I think right now, only they only have like six seats. But at that, at that time, it was like 20. So, or 12 plus the rest of us. Uh, you know, I said, I'm going to help you because of the country. We were during COVID. He was six months uh, being president when COVID hit. And... This Congress didn't want to give him money for the security plan and for COVID vaccines. That at that time, it was like, you know, you had to have because mm. you didn't know. And I'm like, they were so stubborn blocking him. So I was backing him and all these uh, movements that were, were for my people, you know, my constituents. Mm. And so I had a lot of trouble with my political party. I had to re resign. And I was trying to run again um, independent, but the system punished you and they, they don't let you. So President Bukele called me and he, he told me, you know, you are in, in the same path. You know, you want the, be the best for El Salvador. You understand the political uh, atmosphere and environment that El Salvador is living. And it's good that you go to Washington and, you know, you can speak uh, from your experience about this. And so it's been really challenging with the transition from one administration to the other one. With one administration, the former administration, we had really good and close relations. With this, it's been different, very challenging. And, you know, we have to say, hey, we are an independent country. We are not back to our front yard. We're not from the United States. So let us take our own decisions with respect. So yeah. it gets time because, you know, so before we were only begging for money from aid and President Bukele is in a different mindset. We don't ask for money. We want to trade. We don't want aid because aid is what makes you uh, dependent. dependent of that state. Right. So I was reading about you and I noticed that when you um, accepted this position, it was sort of like right in the throes of COVID and all of this just uncertainty through the world. And I, I, it occurred to me that, wow, not only did she accept a position in a government during a time where the entire world was unsettled, but you accepted a spot in a government that was, I mean, in the midst of massive uh, transition and, and a massive new initiative. I mean, what a just momentous occasion for you. Imagine, um, everything was by Zoom. I had to start traveling. I'm like, I have to go out of DC mm -hmm. because we really need um, to move the trade agenda. And I, I came to Texas. This is like my fifth time here in Texas. I went to Florida. I went, you know, I, I started traveling around the United States where they were open for business. They were wanting to have meetings in person. And it was quite challenging. But I think right now everything is, you know, normal over there in DC, but I still, I'm a little bit, a, a small time 
a small amount of time over there in DC, I, I, I really need to travel around the states looking for opportunities. Right. So how do your counterparties in DC treat you now versus um, what, what, what was their impression of El Salvador? They're always asking me about uh -huh. President Bukele's decision, about <laughs> Bitcoin, about the state of ascension, about mm -hmm. this, about that. Yeah, a lot of explaining because uh, sometimes you don't understand because your constitution is different. Yeah. And, you know, it's a lot of uh, ex uh, explanations. And, and of course, they're, they're, sometimes they're really interested and curious about their citizens are asking their presidents to follow President Bukele. And I'm sure that bothers a lot. I think so Because too. a lot of presidents are giving, you know, some comments. Uh, I don't want to comment about El Salvador, but... Da, 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 da. <laughs> so, and you can see that, you know, that people are pushing them. Hey, this is the way. You have to think about us, our rights, our need. So it's uh, quite challenging for the rest of the presidents it's, in the, it's in the, be, in the mean, hemisphere. An incredible opportunity for you to educate and for you to demonstrate your leadership, your, your strong leadership ability and your, um, your connection to President Bukele as a team, right? Like you are, you guys are on a mission and it's shaping your country, but it's also just seeping out into the rest of the world. I mean, I, I say El Salvador, I don't know, at least once a day. Imagine. <laughs> um, and I never said El Salvador before. You have to visit El Salvador. I know I'm coming. I'm, yes. I'm really Let's eager to come. I know. Well, wow. I've, I've been eager. He really did come back from that first meeting with you. And he was just like, you have to go. Look. I took him look. to the volcano. I know. The shower volcano is so amazing. So amazing. That part of El Salvador is so beautiful. And nothing happened before over there. So President Bukele is taking a lot of investment to that area. You know, when you ask somebody here in the United States, I'm sure they're from the east part of El Salvador. Nothing happened over there. Uh, not only the project of Bitcoin City, but, you know, there's a lot of things going on over there to, um, to try, you know, to promote uh, a new economic uh, era for them. And it's so beautiful. It's you cannot imagine how beautiful it is over there. I wish there. we could, maybe we can, like, edit in some of the photos I have from we that should. trip on the episode because it was gorgeous i mean when we those islands out there from off the volcano yeah we're looking out. because it's uh, the um, gulf we have we share the gulf with uh, nicaragua um, a little bit with honduras and there are some islands over there so it's so um it's beautiful, it's beautiful. It's, it, when i'm up there i was in playa el tamarindo opening a, a new uh, hotel a boutique hotel i'm like Lying over there, I'm like, oh my God, this <laughs> doesn't look like El Salvador. It's so beautiful. It's and, incredible. Know, yes, we deserve to develop. It's I, a lot of it's a lot of treasure over there. It, it is, and I think that ten years from now, people are going to look back and be like, I effed up really bad, but not taking advantage of the opportunity that I think there are in El Salvador right now. Like, I want to go buy property down there so bad because I think ten years from now you're not going to have the opportunity to mm -hmm. do it um, for the same type of cost you could right now. And and also that we need, you know, uh, because of you the need tourist, gringos like because me of the tourism, we need hotels. <laughs> we need, you know, a lot of infrastructure because we're full. Mm -hmm. Even Airbnb is full all the time. Yeah, yeah. right, right. So, and I'm telling you, there's so that, that whole coast on that, that east side is, I mean, it's gorgeous and it's un touched yeah like it, it, is, it is it's virgin it's yeah completely there. there's nothing there yet let's start a podcast down there i i told her earlier we want to do a documentary okay. down up there let's or do down it. there yeah, yeah. um and yeah but i want to go buy stuff first because i don't oh, want because every, then everybody's yeah, gonna then buy they're it always gonna go do it uh -huh. so i gotta get ahead of it first selfishly i'm gonna go buy some and then we'll do all that but yeah i do want to do a podcast I'm hoping she gets me in there so we can do one with president Bukele. so there's a lot of you know oh you just skipped right over that I want to get down there so we can do this with President Bukele. You can make that happen, right? I cannot promise. Come well, on. I, I just want to shout out to Greg Foss because yeah. I know you tweeted, hey, Greg Foss, I want yeah. to get you on the podcast. It's pr pretty 
hot company, right? Mm-hmm. President Bukele, right. the ambassador. Greg Foss. Now you're asking yeah. Greg Foss. Like, Greg Foss, you should come on before the offer is rescinded. Hey, he did respond. Oh, awesome. He did respond. He didn't, he liked it, but you know, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to keep hitting him up. I think he's skiing somewhere else again. Oh, yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> Living the life. I'm, yeah. well, she I'm can't, jealous. She can't speak for President Bukele, but you're so lucky that you have such a uh, open line I, of communication. I am very lucky. I, I've seriously, they've been so nice and wonderful to talk with. And you know, I've, we're we really appreciate when somebody takes the time to go to El Salvador. Mm-hmm. And I, it's I not always, that hard. I it's always, awesome. yeah, it's a direct flight. Yeah, it's, you know, yeah, it's Houston, like two and a half hours. Two and a half hours, and you know, different uh, big cities in, the, in in the United States they have direct flights. And, you know, to go and, and to tell the Salvadorian people, hey, I want to pay in Bitcoin. So they know, you know, mm-hmm. what is Bitcoin's right. like, you know, do transactions. Right. And sometimes the tourists help them. No, <laughs> then push here. Yeah, you receive it. <laughs> they have to do it. So, okay, I'm going to plan a trip to El Salvador. What's my first step? I'm, I'm going to book my flight. I'm going to land. Well, no, before then, before I do all that, how, where am I going to stay? If, if I'm just Googling, what am El I Zante. Googling? All right, El Zante. Bitcoin Beach. Super dope. That's the Mecca. That's like, all right, for, but where for else should Bitcoiners, is very important. San Miguel was awesome. I had a good time there. San Miguel was wonderful. Yeah, all the, the uh, Punta Mango, which is going to be, you know, that Surf City Part 2. Mm. Uh, a lot of nice hotels, boutiques are being developed over there. And it's less crowded than El Sonte. All yeah, because of yeah. Bitcoin? These hotels are being, or were you they know, already? The surf. Okay. Oh, the surf. We have okay. the best waves and a lot of surf Which tournaments. I, I crushed it when I, first I time surfing believe. ever. She didn't believe I me. Mar- I couldn't believe it. It's so hard. <laughs> Mardo told her though. I freaking yeah, Mar- killed it. Mardo confirmed me. Yeah, I, I did. I'm not lying about that. This so, gringo surfers, could surf. Surfers brought, I think, Bitcoin. Oh, yeah, Sonte. And, you know, that was like very organic adoption. And, and now, of course, everybody wants to go and see El Sonte because it was something bef- that mm-hmm. they adopted Bitcoin before the law. Uh, but, you know, we have a lot. If you want to stay in a volcano, uh, it's beautiful. It's Alco Volcano. They have hotels uh, and small villages that you wake up and you see the volcano. And there's lakes. And and so beautiful. So beautiful lakes. Just like Houston. Oh, yeah. When I yeah. when I flew over there and I got to see it all, I thought, man, this this looks just like Houston. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not at all. Not no. at all. Not at all. Not, okay. Well, I'm coming. I want to yes. come like yes. in the next couple I'm, of months. I, I am coming in the next couple of months. Yeah. For sure. So I'm going to bring my kids. So you're mo- more than welcome to El Salvador and, you know, to experience Bitcoin mm. over there uh, and to see how it works in a daily basis. When you go to the supermarket, you go to the gas station, you can pay with Bitcoin. And the food was incredible. So I, I got to say, I had four uh, shrimp stuffed lobsters, a huge thing of ceviche, like big old, huge thing of it, and two crafts of sangria that was literally the best sangria I've ever had in my life, right? And we're eating on the beach. Was, a lot of seafood. Oh, yeah, seafood's seafood. great. Yes. We're eating on, like, not on the beach, but on a bluff over the water, right? And, oh, you can hear the waves. It's just the weather. It, the breeze is coming through. It's freaking, it's perfect. Guess how much that cost? Four shrimp stuffed lobsters, big old thing of ceviche, three things of ceviche, actually, because there's three of us. And then that was two crafts of sangria. Guess. $50. $34. And then we have our archaeological ruins, too, that you can go and see. Yeah. You know, it's quite it's incredible. Really, and then small towns like Chichitoto or where the coffee plantations are in Santa Oh, Ana. the coffee was incredible down there, too. I'm not even a big coffee guy, but I was like, man, I, I'm not even putting any cream or anything in this place. Yeah. Incredible. I ended up staying like two more days that first trip because I wanted to stay without kind of. Yeah, guys, that whole. Right. They uh, rolled out plan, the red carpet. You know, I saw the, the pictures, yeah. Justin. They Ballard. rolled out the red carpet. It was wonderful. <laughs> and I really appreciate it. And I love the red carpet treatment. But I wanted to stay like a couple more days and just kind of see what the city was like in San Salvador and in the country. And just and then downtown city was refurbished by President Bukele when he was mayor of San Salvador. So much construction. Yeah, San on. Salvador so City, Centro Historico. It's, it's a beautiful mm. place in San Salvador that you have to go and see and around. I felt safe the entire time. We walked mm-hmm. around everywhere. 
I was taking Ubers. I went had to go do a COVID test at the local hospital. Like I felt fine. But no COVID test anymore. No, no COVID test anymore. COVID right? vaccine, Perfect. No, nothing. That's part of. Got rid of that. Past. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but uh, it it was it was lovely. I had no problems, no issues. She's right. I don't speak shit for Spanish. I don't know any of it. I had a conversation with one guy that it was one of the security guys that I thought I was having a conversation that was correct, and it was not at all. We were talking about two very different things. <laughs> but so. that, our people are so charming, kind, and, yes. loving, yes. sweet. Just they I, will love to help you. Yes, they were. They were wonderful. In the, the feeling of hope from. The young people in particular, and that's what I really noticed the two days after that I stayed, because I was just trying to like and do the best job I could talking. I to don't people. know if you went to downtown city, but I it's did. So, so funny because they have always like a band over there live, yeah, and everybody dances in the in the plaza, <laughs> and you know oh, they film all the tourists from, from Europe, you know, dancing <laughs> over there, cumbia. Tuco was that in Tuco? <laughs> We went no, to no, Tuco. No. It's in downtown. It's oh, in okay. downtown. Well, we went to El Tuco, right? That's the yeah. That's music. Also. Ah, man, Live we had music. so much fun. I was free. I had yeah, party so hard. It was great. It was yeah. great. It was Over awesome. In La Libertad. Yeah, it was. Fun. It was a blast. It was wonderful. But um, yeah, somebody's knocking. They're gonna have to wait. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I I would encourage everybody to go down there, and I would encourage people to look to invest in El Salvador. It's a very welcoming, friendly uh, business environment and they're doing a and there's an, a lot of opportunity in. in energy there's what uh, opportunity in, right. in energy because we're giving incentives if mm. it's renewable and you know there's always something that you can do in this right don't buy the big media hype against them it's not I will accurate. not. I don't buy the big media no, I know on any wouldn't. topic. I'm talking to the whoever, the eight no, people who watch we, this. You know what? I think it's a movement among Bitcoiners mm -hmm. that we don't watch we the don't mainstream watch media no. anymore. Like that's one of the things with seed oils that you give up, I guess, <laughs> is mainstream media. It's mm -hmm. the narrative is total garbage. I sent President Bukele the whole paper that in New York Times posted about El Salvador's default. And it was a picture of him and uh, when he presented Bitcoin City, and you know the it was like this big the whole page, and I'm like it's amazing you know how they are spending all this money in this uh, publication talking bad about El Salvador because they are scared about right. Bitcoin. That's I agree. Well, all. it's it it I know I think that's so frustrating or more than frustrating. It's not the right word. Um, that the U.S., that we do let the media outlets uh, put that garbage on TV, it's dangerous for our citizens, right? You know, Much in the way that you have safety in your country because you have Bitcoin. I feel as though without it, we can't go forward safely. There's there's no way from an international perspective that we go forward uh, without Bitcoin. And there's, you know, we see the disintegration inside of our own culture. So what, what you guys have is have done is is remarkable and should be an example and you should be on the front page of the new york times all the time and we appreciate right, that's right. why social media power because right. you know I you post something agree. you post something and you know that's you know can go viral and it's 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 we you can, we can it's nothing combat. paid it's right what you think uh, about the salvador that. you know so uh, i think right now that's very important for society the freedom of speech through social media, uh, because that's the way I, I won also as a politician. Because yeah, my party mm -hmm. didn't help me, you mm -hmm. know, didn't give me opportunities. I didn't have money to go to on TV mm -hmm. every night and spots and everything. So my campaign was through social media, and I won. So people, people are are taking the message. That's what's so crazy about like the internet even and social media is like it can be used for very bad things, oh, but it can be used for very, very good things like yes. this, like getting out your own message and being able to combat the narrative yes. that big media and their agenda has. And, and they I use think it as there a, is a crisis in the entertainment right. industry. They don't, they don't have ratings. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they don't have yeah, ratings. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. They don't get any ratings. And I think that, but that's a sign too, I think that people are, maturing past this like they're recognizing on and a you much know, bigger scale President Bukele takes the time to give interviews to youtubers or you know uh, all that 
that the, these uh, leaders in social media uh, that spread the message mm -hmm. because he knows that you know that these big companies are not going to 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 uh, project what he really right. wants to say. Right, and you know what I've noticed about um, when he gives an interview. There's this light that emits from him that's like <laughs> you can feel his aura of just positive energy versus, you know, if you think of, if you put in your mind the image of other leaders throughout the world, it's like this fear or hate or well, I, I stress. Think part of it, at least my impression of him is he's got a plan that he is real. It's real. It's not you know, a finger in the wind politician that's trying to come up with something that's going to appease people that his constituents that he thinks is what they want to hear. He legitimately seems to believe that what he's doing is the best thing for the country and he's going to stick to it. And he's got a plan but you and know, he's got confidence. It's, it's real. Right. And so it's a genuineness that we all feel. The Salvadorian people are so wise that when they saw, the, uh, you know, uh, that tradi traditional parties were blocking him, the next election gave him 64 seats, so super majority. We have 56 seats with a News Idea party, his party, and then the rest, you know, different small parties. But, you know, the Salvadorian people was like, no, new people, mm. or we're not going to change mm -hmm. as a country. And you realize he has a, like 88, 89% approval rate. Yes. And that's from, from a third party polling service. That's not from an internal polling service mm -hmm. in El Salvador. It's not from something that's just supportive of him. That's from a third party and, source. Uh, yes. And even the politicians. He has a lot US, of support. Right. Even the politicians in the United States have acknowledged that, even when they try to you know, detract against El Salvador and President Bukele. Um, but, okay, he's popular, but <laughs> yeah, right, right, he's popular. Oh but, my God! If, but it's if like look, our citizens are happy right, right. Of, of the moves, the security moves, you know, all the the measures right. over there, the, the economic measurements, and much more. And uh, but, I just what, find you, it, that's democracy, right? Th exactly. That's to me is that look, they are choosing to embrace that for a reason. So yeah. then, who are we, or who is anybody else to come in and dictate? That's this is not okay. This is not okay. There are people who make the who vote, and those people who you know participate in the polling questions are saying overwhelmingly more than any leader in the world after almost four years. After four years, oh. yeah. So that's, President Bukele is special, and I know he's a, a, a very brave leader uh, for uh, our history mm. in El Salvador, and of course, he's going to take El Salvador to the next level. I'm mm. so happy. To be part of his team. Well, yes, and we're happy you're part of his team. And you're doing the same thing. May I ask you, what was your first um, inclination that you wanted to go and serve your country and join I, the political movement? I used movement? to be in the private sector since the age of 14. I used to work in television. From 14? And all the media. Yeah, what did very, you do at 14? Yeah, I work in a... Were you an actor? In a, yeah, in a show. Oh, really? Yes. What show was this? It was I'm a on YouTube Saturday. Family show, uh -huh. prizes and games. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. So uh, uh, very early, I started working in the media. And after achieving good positions and primetime shows, uh, the last one that I had, it was called Milena Tu Amiga, Milena, your friend. And it was like a talk show. And I had a lot of politicians and, you know, uh, people from um, organizations, movements and everything. And I realized that, you know, a voice in a video is important, but the changes, you have to do it where you take decisions. So, and a few women are participating. So I, you know, I run, uh, I won. And, you know, it was quite challenging for me over there. I suffer a lot of bully, a lot of mm. uh, political violence, because it's not easy coming from the entertainment to be a politician. And I had to uh, be really, you know, believe in myself and in my projects. And, you know, day by day, I gained a lot of uh, support. And because I didn't, you know, do it for something else than help my country. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have the support of the party, so I was not tied mm -hmm. to them. And that's why I really were, I was free to decide what to do. And I think, you know, I, 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 I was there for a purpose. And the purpose was that 
we defeated these two political parties. You know, the political atmosphere changed in El Salvador. The political game is different. And we have, uh, you know, 56 seats in News Idea uh, backing up President Bukele mm. government. So, you know, it's to be part of a, 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 a history of my country, I think, uh, gives me the strength and the, probably the inspiration to keep doing the job. And, you know, eh, to be with you and to promote a Bitcoin adoption and uh, eh, in, uh, the Bitcoin law in El Salvador. And, of course, to sell the country as a, as a place you can visit, you can live, or you can invest. Well, I love it. And I, I am really appreciative of what you do and what President Bukele's done. I am a probably be considered a fanboy as Marshall Long would call me a fanboy, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing. And I think that we all need to support, um, you know, the efforts with uh, the Bitcoin law and kind of your guys efforts to continue to adopt it and expand its use in the country and start helping bring jobs there through Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining and all the different areas that I think it's going to continue to help El Salvador move up like the world rankings and places yes. where, I think there's unlimited potential there. Yes, unlimited. So thank you, you know, for this invitation and especially you because being over there twice mm -hmm. and, you know, you uh, had the experience to get to know our country and the rest, visit El Salvador. Yes, everybody should. Go invest <laughs> there. Throw some money down there. Help these people out and make sure that, you know, we're doing what we can to help support the ones who took the initiative and effort and took the bold move yes. to do this in the first place. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for thank coming you. on. Two thank of you. the most influential women in Bitcoin. So, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, thank you both. Thank, thank you, you, Lisa. Thank, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. So, yeah, if uh, I hope people subscribe, like, and, and watch the show and leave some comments. And, yeah, appreciate it. Thank you.